minimalists. <laughs> Howdy, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello, my name is Megan. I am from North Carolina. Um, so drove six hours, which isn't that far, I know, but <laughs> it felt like wow. a lot. Wow, thank yeah. you for being here. <laughs> yeah. Your dress is beautiful, by the way. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. You're Only welcome. $10. <laughs> um, Minimalist. First, yeah, right? <laughs> Budget saver. <laughs> yeah. First off, I want to say thank you guys so much for everything that you do for me and everything, everyone in this room, everybody. I wish that I could give as much value as you guys bring to me back to you. I don't know how, but I would love to. <laughs> well, I have an answer for that. Um, you, you can, it's not about giving back to us. It's about paying it forward to, to someone else. Uh, there are a lot of people who have inspired me, whether it's someone like, like Rachel or, or Dave Ramsey or authors who are, aren't even alive right now who have gotten immense value from, from their work, as opposed to me trying to, I mean, I couldn't possibly, what am I going to do, say, uh, hey, Dave Ramsey, here's a, here's a $400 check for you because you really <laughs> helped me out. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, and so instead what I try to do when I get value from other people is I try to pay it forward to other people. And, and that means if, if there's someone you can help, if it's it, it, just one person, if you're helping solve other people's problems, then that's how you, how you pay it forward. Absolutely. I mean, you can help with the co-op. Yeah, Josh, that was great, man. You could absolutely help support with the co-op, but... You know, if you don't have any extra money, that's okay. Like, there are still plenty of ways. Go to the soup kitchen, go help Habitat for Humanity. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, I mean, that's, that's really what we want all y'all to do, is to really feel like you have enough so you can start looking outward and, and paying it forward. I love that. Thank you, again. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, so I am a very small business owner, and I'm 21, so it's a big task to undertake, but... I've loved the ride so far, and I love the journey that I will continue to grow and everything. I guess my biggest question is that I struggle with the idea of, you know, you look at all these ideas of how to grow your business with, like, social media and all these things of, you know, networking and everything, and I find the struggle to really get value out of those things. You know, like, you guys talk a lot in your podcast about, you know, posting every day, this idea of, like, you have to do this and you have to do that. Well, we, just, we don't tell people to do that. Yeah, the opposite, I mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, make sure you're posting to Facebook at least three times a day. <laughs> now, here are the best times. If you buy our book, you'll figure out exactly when you should post to Facebook. Yeah, the exact opposite of that. And I find trouble with the idea of, like, I have to post every day to Instagram to, like, keep a a following or I have to go to these meetings to grow my business in a certain way and be able to have that energy and to be able to sustain myself without having, I guess with having value in my business. I don't know. It's a, I guess just having value in the things that what you, do you mean, do. What do you mean by growing your business? Growing my business in a sense that I can sustain myself with just my business. Okay. Not having to have that part-time job that's something small that's on the side that like, I would like to just be able to... I'm not looking for to grow my business in a sense to have the monetary value. I don't need to make a million dollars. No, 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 but you want to make yeah. money from it, and there's nothing wrong exactly. with that. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, don't, please don't ever think that Ryan and I stigmatize money. Like, I'm certainly not allergic to money. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Ryan and I, we purchase things. I have rent to pay for. Like, I have food. I have a five-year-old who likes you know, buying shiny widgets. Um, <laughs> and, and so there... I'm not against money. Um, it sounds to me like what you're saying is grow your business, meaning 
make more revenue so that uh, you can live off of your business, right? Yeah. And, and um, how much money does Facebook pay you to, to post on there per post? <laughs> I wish a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay you anything. In fact, they charge you if you want to reach the audience who follows you, mm-hmm. right? And so you're not going to make more money from posting to Facebook. That's, that's not a good reason to fo- post to Facebook. It's not a reason to post to Instagram or Pinterest or I don't know what the other ones are. But um, <laughs> Twitter, that's one. Um, and, and so that's not a good reason to post there. The, the reason that we do, in fact, we, we hired Jessica. We don't make a penny off of social media. We don't do any like sponsored posts or advertisements or anything like that. The reason that we're on social media is we find those uh, to be channels through which we can add value to other people's lives. And, and they are channels that people spend a lot of time on. And so instead of us trying to add to the noise, I want to be able to whis- whisper amongst the noise. And, and if I could do that, the people who are close to us, the people who are actually listening, they will listen if I'm just whispering. And even if it's really, really noisy, they'll get close and they'll pay attention. So when you talk about growing, you're not talking about, about getting the biggest possible audience. When I talk about growing, I'm talking about going deeper. How can I... Instead of going, if you have an Olympic-sized swimming pool and it's an inch deep, good luck swimming in it, right? <laughs> but if, if you are able to have a smaller swimming pool, but you have the depth, then that's when you can flourish. And so I'm much more interested in, not, not in content generation, but I'm interested in producing meaningful creations. And then, I, oh, thanks. Um, but I'm, I've become more vehicle agnostic as, as to whether or not, like, well, should, should I put this on Facebook and then the blog and then YouTube or wherever? No, the question then becomes, what's, where's the best place for me to add value to other people's lives with this message? And we just brought, uh, I mean, so Jess is on the team. She, she does all of our social media. We just, I don't know where Jordan is, but he's right over there. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Moore. Yeah. Uh, we brought we brought Jordan on to the team recently. Uh, he's doing filmmaking for the minimalists, so uh, we're doing a lot more short form videos again in the hopes to add value to other people's lives. So, ultimately, the the only advice I will give you uh, to grow your business is help people solve problems. If you help people solve problems, eventually the money will follow. What kind of business is it? I'm just curious. I'm a makeup artist. I do mainly bridal makeup, um, but I do everything from I really like to teach classes just to how to make women feel more beautiful day in and day out. So just a whole range of makeup. I just really enjoy, like I said, like making women feel more confident. So, And it's amazing. I think in every industry, no matter where you are, makeup artists or something else, um, it's amazing how mediocre people are in the world today, really, that they just, they just do what they have to do to get by. And if you just go that extra little step, whatever it is, and it's just the best of the best, you start... And you, and you stay with it and you stick with it, you start to outpace everyone. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And I love that you said don't shy away from money because I, I don't know who said this. It was a book I read and I hate that I don't know who it is. But they said don't shy away because money is the applause your customers give you. So when you do a great job, like if you did my makeup, I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. Like I wish I had you tonight, right? I'm like, I was in my bathroom trying to do it. I'm like, I would want to pay. Like I'd be like, no, no, no. Like I want. So people want to be able to do that, right? So don't shy away from that. It's the it's the applause your your customers give you. Yeah. 
and, and there, there is a balance. I mean, uh, we do use social media, but it is not this huge thorn in our side. I mean, right now it sounds like it is a thorn in your side, but there might be some other techniques or some approaches you can take to help this not to be such a crazy tornado, like uh, limiting yourself to just you know taking 30 minutes a day to post. And if you've got to catch up on some stuff, then take another 30 minutes to catch up on some stuff. If that's truly what it takes to add value to your audience... But, you know, to Josh's point, Facebook isn't paying you per post. You, the people who are viewing your, your things, the, the vast majority of the people who are viewing those things aren't hiring you to do your makeup. Where you're going to add the most value and where your business is going to grow the most, it's, it's going to be by word of mouth. It's going to be by the creations that you've made outside of social media. So, uh, yeah, good luck finding the balance. I, I, I'm sure you will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Also, I want to say I started watching Evil Genius. I started watching Evil Genius on Netflix. <laughs> Out of this world. Isn't I it unbelievable? It is unbelievable, like, to the point where I was like, I need to go to bed because I need to drive tomorrow to get to Nashville, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Howdy. Hi. What's your name? Where are you from? My name's Kailani, and I'm from Maui, Hawaii. Well, well thank you for being here. <laughs> okay, so... Well, you didn't actually travel here, though. I did. From Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, she wins an award. No. You win a round of applause. <laughs> thank you so much for... That's incredible. That's we like also a, have a, a gift bag on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> Peanuts on the way back. Um, but uh, the Dave Ramsey group and you guys mean a whole lot to me, and I saw that you both were going to be here, so I was like, I may as well just do one trip because I don't think either of you, either groups, are ever going to go to Hawaii, even though that's like the dream place for most people. So well, I was go. like, I'm, I'm going to go in. to Nashville. I'm good. I can be convinced. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, Let's talk to Dave after this. We'll yeah, just... that's right. That's right. That's right. Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about, so I just kind of keep it to myself. But, um, okay, so my question. Um, so my grandmother passed away a few months ago, and she was like the mother of the family. And um, I've been having a lot of trouble with it, and I was wondering, how do you cope when you are struggling with strong emotions and not let them be an excuse to go back on commitments you've made to yourself? What like kind of diet? commitments? Um, I have a lot of food intolerances, so I have a lot of comfort foods, and I eat them, and then I get really sick, and then exercise, I get, I get, when I'm sad, then I don't exercise, but what, what did you say, I'm sorry? No, I said me too, I, 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 I'm the same way with food, keep going, I'm sorry. But that, that was the question, how do you not go back on those commitments, just remember the pain, I guess? Well, no, I mean, that, that's certainly part of it, but, but, um, we often, the, the pain is much more intense when we experience it. And yes, we obviously remember the pain, but, but not the same way as when we, we forget, we conveniently forget the pain enough to make the mistake repeatedly. Yeah. Um, my mom was an alcoholic and, um, you know, she would stop drinking for a short period of time and then she would forget how much pain it caused the, our family and, and her and, and just, the chaos it calls in life, and she would constantly go back to it. Um, but uh, I, I could tell you, when, when she passed away, this was uh, 2009, um, I, I had to go down there and deal, deal with her stuff. 
and and she had a lot of she just had a, a whole lot of stuff. My grandma that, too. What's that? My grandma too. Okay. Yeah, we had to go under the stairs, and it was like a whole week process. My mom came from Delaware. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 and and so right now you are you feel like you're you're backsliding into things that bring you temporary comfort, right? A temporary <laughs> reprieve from the pain. Um, I can tell you that that nothing you know, tastes as as good as as being healthy feels. I mean, for me, I I opened the show by talking about how I, I feel healthier now than I have in in my entire adult life, and and that's great. But it took a lot of sort of micro changes and and continued changes over a long period of time. These sort of incremental changes. And, and continuing to, to go down the path without straying because every time I stray, I, I feel immense pain from it, right? My diet now is so radically simple. Um, it's basically meat and greens and, and a little bit of oil and that's it. Um, but that sort of radical simplicity that I've implemented in my life has put up these these barriers that allow me to, once I realize that I can cross over the barrier if I want to, but there's pain on, on the other side of it every time. So, so what, what sort of behaviors do you find? It sounds to me like maybe you're, you're stuck ruminating right now because it's so fresh, the wound is fresh. Yeah, because she passed away unexpectedly. Um, sorry, question one more time. <laughs> yeah, really so, so, so are you, what's, what, what are you ruminating about? What are you, what are you thinking about? Um, I just... What are you struggling with? I'm struggling because I, I had to move in with my other grandparents, and so I just feel like I'm not doing what I should be doing at this point in my life. What should you be doing? Supporting my own, like, supporting myself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not... But then I get into all of this pain when I eat what I'm not supposed to eat, which is something I just recently realized. And so it's it's hard to keep a job when I have chronic pain. It's really good news, actually. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but, but re, you just said I, something I just realized. I think a lot of us end up in pain. We don't know how we got there. Yeah. We end up sick, don't realize how we got there. What you're saying is I realized the path that I took to get, to get here. And so you also know the path back, yeah. and then you know the path not to take in the future. Um, and, and so what you're actually discovering right now is wow, there are places that I shouldn't go or there are activities I shouldn't do because they're bad for me. Um, as far as beating yourself up, like that will do only so much good. Uh, a, a little nudge in the right direction is great. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to correct it. But the continual beating yourself up, oh, I feel like I should be doing something else. I should be living up to someone else's expectation. I should, because what you're saying is, there's some sort of societal standard that I'm imagining mm -hmm. that I should be a part of right now. And, and, and for you, it, it may mean that, hey, it's okay. I'm in, I'm in the process of, of grieving. This is a lament. And this is also a short season in your life. And there are things that happen for a reason, but they also happen for a season. It doesn't mean that you're going to be experiencing this pain in, in perpetuity. Yeah, I mean, my first, as you were saying, you're... Um your question and telling the story. I mean, my, my, the first thought I had in my head, I was like, oh, give yourself some grace. Okay. Like, it's okay. You know, you're going to fall. And right now it's so fresh. And 
and the fact that you've even changed living situations because of, I mean, like your whole world has been turned upside down. And so, yeah. and just like he said, it's just for a season, but just give yourself some grace. Cause I hear a lot of shame in what you're saying too. And that's so unproductive. That does nothing. Conviction is a good thing. It nudges you. It's that nudge to the right thing, but um, shame gets you nowhere. And so to say, you know, what, I'm going to probably mess up in the season because I, I feel like I have no strength. Um, and to kind of just say that out loud and own that. And so as time goes on, it will heal and you'll make a plan for your life for the next job, for the next living situation, right? I mean, things mm -hmm. will progress, but um, yeah, my first thought for you is I was like, oh, just give yourself some grace. Okay. Ryan, you and I were talking. You and I were talking about this the other day with um, the shame part. Shame says something about who you are. Guilt says something about what you've done. And this might sound like a really weird advice. You got to fi first find a way to turn your shame into guilt, which is uh, like, why do I want you to feel guilty? Because it's a nice improvement from where you are. It's moving. Because right now you're saying, well, I, I, feel, I feel ashamed. This is who I am as a person. I'm, I'm failing. As opposed to like, no, I'm, I'm a good person. I just happen to make some mistakes. I've had some failures. And then from there, it seems to me that, 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 that guilt can be turned into action that gets us out of guilt. Because the guilt is just saying, ah, this is a behavior that I've had. And I can change that behavior because I am the type of person who knows what to do to change that behavior. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to add to those two answers. Those are really, really good <laughs> Uh, the one thing I'll say is um, your, your, your grandmother, to, to honor her the best way, it would be to live the healthiest, best version, to be the healthiest, best version of yourself. That's, that's ultimately what she wants. I mean, it's, oh man, I could... <laughs> I, get, I get choked up thinking about... Uh, my Oma, who, she's 83, and no, none, no one has ever made it out of this place alive. So, like, I know, I know what eventually is going to happen. And uh, I know that just imagining her telling me how proud she is of me uh, when, when I don't have, when I can't, you know, talk to her or whatever, like, that motivates me. And when she's gone, I know that that voice is still going to motivate me. And, uh, yeah, just it, honor your grandma and, and, and be the best version of yourself that you absolutely can be. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. We're already 10 minutes over, but I know we can do at least... How many do we have? We just have one more, or do we have... Yeah, I think I'm the last okay, one. Okay, beautiful. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure we do it. What's your name? Uh, my name is Austin. Where are you from, Austin? I am from Nashville, actually. Beautiful. Thanks for coming out, man. So. Austin from Nashville, I love it. Yeah, you liked one of my tweets like three days ago, so I'm still kind of living on that a little bit, Ryan. Uh, you liked one of his tweets three days ago. Oh yeah, I remember you. I called Matt Diavello Machiavelli. Thanks you for were... all the support, man. Yeah, for sure. So my question has to do with uh, intentionality and failure. So I love to play music. It's my passion in life. And uh, it's something I would like to pursue one day, just to even play in front of people because they get so much joy out of it. And uh, I'm intentionally trying to put myself in uncomfortable situations. I'm uncomfortable right now in front of all of these people asking this question. Good for question. you, man. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. 
my knees should be shaking, right? That's, that's totally normal that my knees are shaking. Okay, anyways, so I went to a local writer's night at my local art and music festival with the intention to play a song, because it's a writer's night. You sign up and you go up there and play. Yeah. I went there intentionally to play, and I showed up, and I let this passive fear overwhelm me to the point that I just surrendered. I didn't get up there and play. What'd I just watched everyone pass by and play. Okay. I felt crushing disappointment. Yeah, you failed. I failed. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, Austin, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you can borrow this guitar. You want to play a song for the crowd here? Ladies and gentlemen, Austin from Carter. Nashville. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if I mess up, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm so nervous. So this is a song I wrote. Oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to do this because these guys need to leave. Okay, all right. Anyways, this song is called, uh, it's called Ghost.
directions pointing in different ways Your heart's hiding in a new place It was right before my own eyes It was right before my own eyes How you feel, man? Like I'm gonna pass out. Ah. <laughs> awesome work, dude. Awesome work, man. That's so good, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. So I guess the answer is sometimes when you fail, you just have to go back out there and do it. Yeah. And the other thing too is when you fail, man, you will always get a second chance, dude. You just gotta take it, which you just did, dude. Yes. God, that was gorgeous. That was so good. God, that is good. Give me a hug, man. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, Austin from Nashville. I don't know. This don't wasn't know planned. What do we do now? Stage safely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll help you out. Here, 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 right here, man. Okay. Well, the crowd serve probably. Appreciate you. Wow, that was not planned, I promise. That was just too amazing to miss. Um, we've never had someone from the audience come on stage and overcome their fear by playing a, a song in front of a sold-out crowd in a major U.S. city. The Minimalists. <laughs>